So with that introduction, today's daf is daf Lamed Hey, page 35. When we pick up on the very top word, we're in the middle of a sugya, Bez Hashem. We are going to finish the parak today. We're going to finish the fourth parak and begin the final parak of Meseches Beya, which is going, we're Bez Hashem, going to be Zeichet to finish, I believe on Sunday, is the last daf. And daf he, uh, uh, the parak hey, the fifth parak, which we're going to start, is we're going to get back into Hilchas Tchumim. The 2,000 Amas that a person is allowed to walk to outside the city. But until then, let's, let's uh, finish up our conversation that we've been having. Benegea to at what point of the process of grain and bringing and um, gathering grain, uh, smoothing out the grain, do, does the grain become chayov in Meiser? And particularly the conversation was yesterday as far as Hilchah Shabbos is concerned, we know they now let a miser on Shabbos, now let a tithe on Shabbos. It's kind of preparing the produce, which is something that's not allowed to be done on Shabbos. Um, however, what if somebody did it? Okay, is it going to be valid? So that was the primary uh, ending of the conversation. And the last word that we learned was Mesukun, Itaka is fixed up. The grain is fixed up. It's not considered tevel if you did um, tithe on Shabbos. Let's, let's keep going on that t- conversation here. Top word on Lamed Hei Amad Aleph 35a. Gavaldik. All right. So. Says the Gemara. When somebody says about particular grain, that grain is going to be miser. Chayzer. It can be, we'll call it, chayzer really means to go back. Over here it means it kind of removes it from its original, um, from its original designation. Rebeliezer of the opinion that whenever you have miser, whenever you have extra that goes back. It's not considered like um, it's not considered like a real established completion of the produce. And hence, here's the main idea. Here's what we need to come out with. Hence, if the if the production process is not yet completed, there should be no chi of meiser. Meiser only comes in when the production process is done. And if you take it too early, maybe it should not even be considered miser. We learned in the Mishnah. A person who takes olives out of a, out of a barrel or a vat. You could, take the, you could take the olives one at a time and eat them. Okay. Now, what does this have to do with anything? So, what this has to do with is, let's say you want to make olive oil. And you have olives in the vat. Is the is the process done? No, the olives are soaking. Correct, olives are soaking to be eventually pressed and turned into oil. So at that stage of the process, if my ultimate goal is oil, it's not the right time to take miser. But now somebody wants to eat the olives and remove them from the vat. So now that my das became, no, I'm not saving this for oil. So the oil is no longer the completion of the process. Rather, what's the completion of the process? The olives right in front of me because I want to pop them in my mouth. So now those olives that I'm going to eat are mechoyev in meiser. So we say if a person wants to take uh, olives from the barrel, you can take them one at a time 
and eat them. It's going to be achilas arai. It's going to be a little bit of a snack, also a temporary type of eating. And um, if there's no yet chiyav meiser, then top of nasl fun of asara chay. But if he has ten of them, then you're going to be chayev. That's already established to be, you can't say this is a snack. You've completed the process now. You're now eating the olives and there's a chiyuv meiser. Rabbi Yezra says, Minamaton tohar chayev. If he took it from the barrel, then he's obligated to meiser. Minamaton tomei, but if he took it from a tomei barrel, then potter. Because you can always put them back. And if you can always put them back, everything is already tomei. So putting them back in the barrel is not going to do anything, right? If it was tahar, then you put them back in the barrel, you're going to run into tzaras. But if it's ready tummy, putting them back in the barrel is not going to do anything. And Mamela, you see that he only wanted some. And since he only wanted some, he intended to put some back, the, the rest back. And hence, the process is not yet done. He only wanted a achilas arai. He only wanted a snack of alus. And we clarified about this case. And we said... What is the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa? Now, what was the Reisha? The Reisha was the case where we said that the barrel was Tahar. And we said when the barrel's Tahar, when you take 10 olives, you're going to be Chayav and Meiser. When the barrel's Tameh, you're going to be Potter and Meiser. What's the difference between Tameh and Tahar? What, let's give an explanation. The first part of them is dealing with a barrel of, of olives that's tahar. But the guy, the gabra, the dude, the guy himself was tahar. So you're not a, you can't put it back in the barrel because the moment you take it out and you touch it, it's now becoming tahar. So once he takes it out of the barrel, that, 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 those olives are done. They're not going back in because they're tar olives. He's tummy. The moment it's near him or it comes in contact with him, they're becoming tummy. He's not going to put that back into a tahar barrel. Okay? And therefore, it's all established and designated in its new place. Seifa, but the seifa were we're done with a tummy dicka barrel. So the olives inside of it already had access to tumma, the gavra tummy, and so is he tummy. The matzimadale. So if the olives are already tummy, and he's already tummy. So it doesn't make a difference. Um, it doesn't make a difference really um, as to whether or not he's putting it back. The only thing that matters is how many he's eating. If he's if he's designating a nice amount to be eating now, so now it's no longer meant to for oil. These olives are meant for eating. You're eating it. The process is done. There's an obligation of miser. So you see from over here, here's ultimately the question. The question is that... Rebeliezer um, holds that um, in order to be Chayav and Meiser, you need a, you have to say and you have to designate whatever you have in front of you to be Chayav and Meiser. Same thing over here. Why don't we say it's all about the designation? Why is it, why is it only dependent on how many olives you poured out? Our miss is also dealing with Mukta. Uh, Tahar and a guy who was Tameh, he's not going to put it back. That's in our Mishnah as well. Now let's go back to our Mishnah now. According to this, we have a new understanding. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said on the bottom of Lamed Dalit, Amr Aleph, we turn back to yesterday's Dav. A person's allowed to stand next to things that are Mukta 
on Erev Shabbos B'Shviyas, and that Erev Shabbos in a Shemitah year, and designate it, and stand next to those things, and say, oh, I'm going to eat from this tomorrow, and that's going to complete the process. She says in our case as well, everything was Tahar until now, he's Tomei, and therefore it can't go back, and since it can't go back, Rebbe Liezer is of the opinion that the process is now done, there's a Chiyob Meiser. I says the Gemara of Alei Mokhzorim Ba'imdimim, but in our Mishnah, they're already Mokhzorim Ve'imdim. Yeah, nothing ever happened to them. He's just pointing to this food. In the case of the other Mishnah, by the olives, he mamish took the olives, he actively took the olives out of the barrel. And now the Shaila is, do you view these olives as oil olives? And if they're oil olives, the process isn't done. So there's no Chiyav Meiser. Or do you say, he took it out, and he intended to eat it, so it is eating olive. And therefore the process is done. So we've been saying, well, it depends, right? If you're still capable of putting it back into the vat, or back into the barrel, so now you could still say it's oil olives. Just because you took it out doesn't mean anything. It could still be oil olives. Yeah, I intended to put it back. Why did he take it out? Okay, I took out too many. Right? But in our Mishnah, there was no action done at all, says the Gavara. Ella, rather, Omar Rav Simi Barashi, Rav Simi Barashi says, Rav Lazar Ka'amret, you want to explain Shitas Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Eliezer Tameh. Let me explain to you Rebbe Eliezer's whole approach. Okay, here's Rebbe Eliezer's approach. The Omar Truma Kava. Rebbe Eliezer's of the opinion that when a person sets aside Truma, okay, that establishes the process as being done. Meaning, until now we've been saying, listen, when does something become obligated in Meiser? When the process is done, right? So if it's an olive for oil, just because the olive's in the vat, process isn't done, so you can't take Meiser. But if these olives are for eating... So it should be chayav emaiser, right? But the Ezra has a has an opinion, which is, it's not only about whether you intend to eat the olives or whether you intend to make olive oil. You should know, says Rebbe Leizer, that as soon as somebody designates fruits as truma, that blibes, that lives a done process, a done, yeah, a done process. It's not only about what you plan on doing with the item. It's also about the designation. And if I designate something right now, this is going to be truma, the process is done. The process is done. Because Kain Shabbos. And the same thing is true by Shabbos as well. When a person designates something to be eaten on Shabbos, where there's a tremendous mitzvah, the Karasa the Shabbos Aineg, right? There's a tremendous mitzvah, like we learned yesterday, to have Aineg Shabbos. Memela, Shabbos should establish the process as being completed and it should be Mechoyev in Meiser. The Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Perish, Etroma, Najal, Enigma, Malachta, and if you have fruits where Truma is separated even before the Malach is done, Rebeliezer, Eiser, Lachol, Meham, Arai, because the process is done, you got to make sure that the Meiser is separated as well. But the Chum say it is Mutter, period. Okay. So, what we just established is Shitas Rabbi Eliezer is that in order to be Chayav and Meiser, 
Um, this is true even if, this is true if you have a completed process, you're Chayiv Meiser, and you're even Chayiv Meiser when the process is not done, but you established Shruma. All right, that is the opinion of Rebbe Liazor. Now we want to get into the opinion of Rabbi Nachman and see what does Rabbi Nachman hold. Toshma mi seifa at the end of the mission it says v'chamayim v'cham say ad sheyirshum v'yomar mikad v'ad kan. It's not enough to designate on erev Shabbos food to be truma. Rather, you know what has to be done. A person has to actually mark off the exact part that he plans on being trumas and meisrus. Time of erev Shabbos roshiyos labarisuru. The reason why we're dealing with Friday. During the Shemitah year, like we said on the bottom, uh, like, like we learned in our Mishnah, is because there's never a Chi of Meiser in a Shemitah year. You only need to take Meiser from produce that you own. This year is a Shemitah year. If somebody grows produce, is it his? No. There's no ownership. It's Hefker. Okay? So in a Shemitah year, in a Shemitah year, there's no Chi of to separate Meiser. Only you separate my something that your field grew. But in year one through six of a Shemitah cycle, where you do own it, there's going to be Chiyav of Meiser. My time Why? Isn't it because just the fact that you want to eat it on Shabbos and you have a mitzvah of Einek Shabbos, that itself gives a Chashivas, and now it's food, there should be a Chiyav of Meiser. Since he said, he pointed out, designated, from here to here, or he marked off, so Kavale. <coughs> so he just established that the process is now done, and he's obligated in Nami. Same question we asked yesterday. Why are we dealing with a Friday? Why don't we deal with a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and say, oh, he designated it. Once he designates the fruit to be used for the next day, there should be, it's, it's a completion of the process, and there should be a chiyuv of Meiser HaKamash Bulam. There's an added chiddish. The tevel muchan who waits on Shabbos. A tevel is considered muchan, but as far, there's, there's no mukta. As far as the Shabbos, meaning the same thing we ended off in the bottom of Lama Dalit on the base. If somebody took Meiser on Shabbos, Mesukan, even though you did an Avera, it is still Mesukan. It is still a valid Meiser. Gebaldik. Okay. It's it's still going to be valid, even though you did the avera. It's still going to be a valid miser. In other words, you you we we separate we separate the iser shabbos from what ultimately happened to the produce. Yeah. The the two things that don't go hand in hand. Yeah, two things don't go hand in. Okay, gavaldik. Period. Says the Gemara, here we go, Brahminu, I'll ask you a contradiction. Here's a contradiction. What's the problem? Right now we're saying that even if the process of the produce itself is not completed, since we are designated something as Miser, right? Or I want to designate this food for Shabbos, Shabbos food. You designate food for Shabbos, that makes it the process done. He of Meiser. Says more, one second, but I'm going to ask you a contradiction. If a person's eating from a Eshkoil, 
Okay? So now, what's the eshkel? So Rashi says, you're, you're eating grapes, but these grapes are really supposed to be pressed. They're supposed to be turned into juice or wine. He went from a gina, uh, more of a uh, more of a private area, to a chotzer. says you're allowed to finish up eating. Okay, in other words, why are you allowed to finish eating? No chi of meiser yet. No chi of meiser. Rabbi Yeshua says no. He says that if it's in your gina, or if it's going to your chotzer. That makes it that the process is done. There's a chi of, um, there's a chi of meiser. Serbi says leigmor, you got to stop eating. Chosh Shabbos. Let's say it's now becoming Shabbos. Shabbos says as well, you're allowed to finish eating. Okay, the same way a chotzer does not automatically obligate to turn it into a chi of meiser. So too Shabbos does not automatically do it. Rabbi Shuaimer leigmor. Abishua says you can't. So you see from over here, it says Gemara, a beautiful contradiction. Up until now, we're saying, what's the Rebbe Lezer's opinion? Shabbos completes the process and obligates me and Meiser. But one second, why in this Mishnah does Rebbe Lezer say, when it comes to Shabbos, I could keep eating? How am I allowed to keep eating? Meiser was never separated. And I thought Shabbos creates the Chiyah. Once Shabbos hits... I should have to stop eating. The process is now done, according to what we're saying. Answer the Gemara, the reason for Rebbe Yezer's opinion over here is, Rebbe Yezer says, when Rebbe says that you're allowed to finish eating, it means, you're allowed to finish eating in the Chatzar. What Rebbe Yezer is saying is, that he's not telling me you can keep eating in the Chatzar. What he's letting me know is, you have to go outside of the Chatzar, and then finish eating. And when your brother said elsewhere that you're allowed to finish, it means you can only finish eating it on Shabbos. I'm sorry, he didn't mean eat it on Shabbos. What he meant was you have to wait till after Shabbos in order to finish eating it. According to Rabbi Nossin's approach, it's coming out that Shabbos taka is the fact that food came into Shabbos and I intended to eat this as my Shabbos suda, that does establish it with a chi of meiser and that goes hand in hand as well with his uh, statement on the chotzer. Ki also Rabban Amr when Rabban came to Bavel, he quoted Rabbi Yechanan of Eretz Yisrael to say, Echad Shabbos v'echad Shuma v'echad Chotzer v'echad Mikach whether it's Shabbos that's completing the process, or whether somebody designates Shuma, or whether somebody brought it to a courtyard, whether somebody bought it, okay? So all these things are simonim, they're all signs that I'm, I, I plan on using it now. Process is now done. Beautiful. All of them, blibe, they all have an impact. They all live... to create a chi of miser for something where the process has already been completed. How so? So let's explain. Let's explain what this statement is. It's, it, it, right now it's cryptic. But let, here we go. Shabbos What do you mean as far as when Shabbos comes? Yeah, that it's, it's, uh, you, need, you need the process to be completed. To exclude the halacha of Hillel. What's Hillel? The Tanya. 
We learned in our price. If a person, I'm sorry, a person collects, a person gathers together peres, fruits, because you want to, let's say, take fruit from three different fields, and you want to, um, you want to harvest them and ultimately dry them out in order to complete the process of, it, of uh, the, the drying out part will complete its process to eat it. And then it's Shabbos. Okay? So a person gathered this all together and your purpose was to lay it out to dry. And now Shabbos starts, says, Hillel Hillel by himself or for himself says that it is Asr. Hillel says, Hillel, but, but only Hill, everybody else disagrees. Okay. Now let's turn to the top of Lamed Hayyamud Beis. Chatzir la'afuki midrabiyakai. What do you mean the halacha of a chatzir? Titnan, we learned in the Mishnah, ha'ma'aver te'inen bechatzeroi liktzeis. A person who passes over figs in his chatzir. Liktzeis to dry out. His kids and grandkids are allowed to snack on these fig fruits that are not totally dried out yet. And your potter from Miser. Just because they're in the Chatzar does not mean there's a Chi of Miser yet. The process that you intend to do, which is to ultimately dry it out, is not yet done. These figs are not dry. So my kids can nash on them. It's And there's no miser yet. The Tani And we said about, uh, about this halacha, Rabbi Yaakov Mechayev. Rabbi Yaakov says the taka is a chiyav. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Yaisi, paiter. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Yaisi uh, says you are potter. So therefore, when Rabbi Yechanan says, let's get this clear. When Rabbi Yechanan says that um, when it comes to the courtyard, just because it's in the courtyard does not necessarily complete the process. He's arguing on Rabbi Yaakov. Okay. What does he mean that truma, that you need you to complete the process of truma in order to be obligate, in order to to, to uh, establish it as done and it, you, you also need a completed process. Why does he need to say that? We learned in the Mishnah, if you have fruits where a person took truma too early, a person took fruit, a person took fruit too early. Rabbi says you're not allowed to to eat achil aserai to nash on them. Rabbi say it is mutter. Okay, so over here Rabbi Yechon is saying it's taka mutter because the process is not done. What's mikach? What about the halacha of of buying? Titani we learned in Brisa alakeach teinu meyamars a person buys. Figs from in Am Ha'aretz. Yeah, in Am Ha'aretz, somebody who doesn't necessarily know. We don't know if he knows all Allah's Achumas and Maisers. And I bought it in a place where a lot of people, um, a lot of people are diarists, which means they, they, a lot of people are involved in the whole process of pressing figs. I'm allowed to snack and, and you should take Maiser as the Mai, which means Al Tzafik. You learn from here three things. 
Just because you buy something doesn't complete the process. Yeah, you also need the process to be completed. You also see that Raiv Ami Aretz do take Miser, right? Because we said, oh, why are you separating Miser as the Mai? Out Suffolk, yeah? But we're still assuming it was done, but like it had a Chumrah, okay? Even if the process is not yet done, still you're meisering it as a chumrah. I would say, why are you asking as a chumrah? That's a zikharachi of meiser. The process isn't done yet. Nobody took meiser. No, you see over here that even uh, from an amar, it's meaning which is arguing on the following Mishnah, Rabbi Yechiran's statement that we pass it like that, argues on the following Mishnah, if a person swaps fruits, with his friend, okay? I say, please give me your fruit and I'll give you a coffee. All right? You give me fruit, I'll give you coffee. You intend to drink the coffee, I intend to eat the fruit. You intend to, uh, whatever, do uh, turn the coffee into, this is not the, what it really means, but turn the coffee into iced coffee, yeah, a slush, and um, I intend to dry out the fruit that you gave me. Either way, the food has not yet done the process. So one wants to eat it right away. The other one's not yet done the process. Chayav, you're obligated to take my syrup. Yudah says, only lechol chayav. Only if you intend to eat it right now are you chayav. But if you intend to dry it out, the process is not yet done. You're going to be putter. Hence, Rabbi Yechanan's coming to be lenient and say, not to paskin like this, like this Mishnah, just because something is designated, does not or, or purchased does not automatically um, obligate me in miser unless the process is completely done. Hadron Allah maybe Hadron Allah maybe Hadron Allah maybe Mazeltov to everybody who finished the fourth parak and now we pick up Daflamid Hey Amad Base. We're beginning the final parak of Meseches Beya. Final parak. Here we go. Parak Hey Zoktinu Mishnah. Mashilin Perais Derech Aruba Biomtiv. You're allowed to lower fruits through Aruba. Yeah? Ha, you thought you know what Aruba is. Ha. Aruba is not the winter vacation place. Yeah? Aruba here is a hole in the roof when they would um, dry out their fruits. On, they, they would put it on their roof at more access to sunlight. Allah is, you're allowed to lower fruits through the hole in your roof, through your chimney, through your skylight on Yomtif. Alright? Now, the issue with this is going to be effort. We don't want people to involve themselves in activities that take a lot of effort. On Yomtif, when it comes to the food, it's permitted to put in this effort, says the Mishnah of Olaybe Shabbos. We do not allow this on Shabbos. Alright? We don't allow people to put in this amount of effort to take the fruit off the roof and lower it through. You're allowed to uh, cover over fruits with vessels because you want to make sure it remains dry and um, you don't want it to become wet and get ruined and spoil. And also jugs of wine and jugs of oil. Um, also, you're allowed to protect them. You're allowed to put a glee under a delef on, uh, on, on Shabbos. So let's say somebody's got a leak in their ceiling, right? You're allowed to put a garbage can 
underneath the leak because you don't want a flood to start. I, it takes effort and energy, you know, okay, fine, but we allow this to be done, it seems, both on Shabbos and Yantav. Says the Gemara. Ibmar, we learned. Reb Yudah, Reb Nosin, Reb Yudah, Reb Nosin, Chad Tani Mashilin. One says that the the first word of our Mishnah is Mashilin Peirais. The Chad Tani Mashilin. The other one says that the word is Mashilin. Now, if you don't know what Mashilin or Mashilin is, that's fine, because the Gemara is about to explain. Amar Marzuch, Ramantani Mashilin, Mishdabish, Ramantani Mashilin, Mishdabish. Both words make sense when you read the Mishnah. How so? If you say that you're allowed to be mashilim through the hole in the roof, that's not a mistake. Why? Because there's a pasuk that says, when you lower your olives. You see the word yishal means to lower. Okay. So the word could be mashilim. Is also, is also not wrong. That's not. Because we find the word mashilim as well. Uh, meaning to lower, it says in our, it says in a Mishnah elsewhere, Hashachul, a shachul vehakosel, shachul. What is a shachul? What does that mean? Shenishmita yerechay. There's a the the hip was uh, slipped out, a dislocated hip. All right, such a thing is a mum, is considered a blemish, in a bechar. And kossel, what is a kossel problem? So you see, by the word shachel is to slip. The, the hip slipped. It's dislocated. Slipped. You see, the word shechilin means to slip. And what's kossel? It's got one, one leg kind of longer than the other. That's also going to be a mum. Okay, fine. But you see, from here it says the Gemara, whether you read the Mishnah, Mashilin peres derech aruba, or whether it's mashilin peres derech aruba, either way it means for something to be lowered down. Okay, either it's slipping down or lowered down. They both make sense. Okay. Amar Vachem Yisrok Vachem Yisrok says, "Mandid Tony Mashirin leMishtabeish." You could even say the word is Mashirin. Mashirin peres derech aruba. That would also make sense. Why? Uman Tony Mashirin the Tony Mashirin. One second. We learned in a Mishnah, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, is not allowed to scrub his head with um, uh, with um, soil, with earth, because it makes his hair fall out. You see, mashirin, right? Is to, for something to fall. When you have a razor or a zug shel tzaparim, which a pair of knives, which we know as a scissor, even if it's taken apart, right? It usually, I mean, depends how your scissors are made. I know we have like chicken scissors at home that they snap out, they separate, right? In order to be able to clean it. So even at the time that the scissor is separated, each individual side 
is capable of becoming tummy. It retains its status as a kli. Umandatoni manshir. So you see, mashirin also, yeah, it's something that cuts, cuts or causes hair to fall out. We learned in a Mishnah about manshirim as well. Misha noshu kela bamayim mahalech bahem. A person who, um, a person whose clothing was left in water. The halacha is you're allowed to walk in your soaking clothes. Your clothes that are soaking wet. The And there's no concern that uh, over here, what we need to know is that your clothing fell into a wet puddle. But there's no concern that people thought you did your laundry on Shabbos. So a person is raining and they got soaking. You're allowed to wear it. Ah, it looks like you just uh, gave your suit a nice washing machine. All right, Beseder. It's still allowed. Inami, or you could say um, uh, another another uh, proof that the word manshirim can mean fallout. It says in a Mishnah elsewhere, Ezehu leket, what is considered uh, in the status of leket, where you collect the fallen grain. Hanoisher, the word nashira, hanoisher bishas katsira. Anything that fell at the time of of the katsira, the time of the harvesting. Again, so you see the word manshirim also can mean fall. In the mail, if somebody reads the first word of the mikra, or the first word of the Mishnah, manshirim peira is derech aruba biyomtiv, that also will make sense. We just pointed out five different words that can technically be um, put in place of the first word of our mission. Okay, now that we established um, the grammar of the Mishnah, we'll end off with one more piece. Okay, one more piece, and uh, uh, just to explain the actual halacha of the Mishnah and the, the step ends on the bottom word of today's daf, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hold it all the way after the last word of today's daf. So here we go. Tanan, our Mishnah taught us, Mashilim peres derech haruba biyantif, you're allowed to lower the fruits on yamtif through the hole in your roof. Ad kama. Ad kama means until when. Meaning, why can't you do it on Shabbos? Because it, it, this is something that takes a lot of effort. And we don't want people... On Shabbos, we're not gonna we're not gonna be lenient on Shabbos, and allow this effort to put it. But on Yom Tif, people, yeah, we know there's more leniency when it comes to eating. We'll allow it to be lowered. Ask the Gemara, Ad Kama, how far, how much, what do you let it do? Lower fifty pounds, five hundred pounds, one pound? Like what are you lowering? Yeah, what, what, what's happening? Says the Gemara, Amar of Zera, Amar of Asi, Amila, Amar of Asi, Amar the measurement is from the following Mishnah. You let it move four or five boxes out of the way if they're in your room, if they're in the way if you need a place for Archim or because you need a place for people to sit in the base Medrash. The same way you're allowed to do that Avaida of moving up to four or five boxes. So that's the amount of produce, of fruits that you're allowed to lower through your roof. I says the Gemara, the Doma Shiny Hasam Dika Bittal Bishmanish. Maybe the only reason why there you're allowed to move so much, the four or five boxes, is because you want to allow for Limaratara. Yeah, you want to allow Limaratara, you want to do your mitzvah for your guests. 
Over here, you have your, your, your fruits are drying on, this, on the roof. Are they in anybody's way? No. Inami, or you could say, Maybe the reason why the Bismedrish or by your guests, you could have up to four or five boxes. Because on Shabbos, we're more machmir, and we don't want people to be mezalzel. Um, and, um, Place, I'm sorry. Maybe on Yomtiv, where there's a greater concern. In other words, you're allowed to move the four or five boxes for the base medrash to allow people to learn on Shabbos. We know that when it comes to Hilchas Shabbos, people are makbid. They're going to stop at four or five boxes. But maybe when it comes to Hilchas Yomtiv, where people are, people are uh, yeah, the more chilled about Yomtiv, the more relaxed. Well, at Yomtiv, I don't need to do all my cooking. I can do it on Shabbos. I can do it later on Yomtiv, right? So maybe the Chachamim will be more, will overcompensate and be machmir and not even allow four or five. Klal, klal, loy. Maybe they'll tell me you can't move any boxes. So you're not mezalzel in Yomtev. You don't start to moving. A person's going to eventually say, oh, I'm allowed to cook on Yomtev. So you know what? On second day Yomtev, that'll be my moving day. I could, I could wait to schlep all my boxes and do all my laundry on Yomtev. Maybe the Chacham are concerned that people are, are going to, you know, uh, be mezalzel. Or you could say the opposite, right? That uh, that we should be either you could you should say we should be overly machmir, or you should say be overly makel. The reason why you get four or five boxes for the hefsin moment is because there's no hefsin moment. There's no loss, right? What happens if you leave your four or five boxes in the base medrash? Garnished. But if you leave the fruits up on the roof and they got ruined, you could take a big financial loss. I feel then maybe we should allow even more. Period. Bottom line, the Gemara said, how much are you allowed to lower through your roof? The Gemara says, oh, well, when it comes to Hilchah Shabbos, you're allowed to lower four or five boxes. So here too, you can lower four or five boxes. And the Gemara responded to that wrong. On Shabbos, you're allowed to lower four or five boxes. But Yom Tif might be totally different. On Yom Tif, one way to look at it is, don't allow anything. Because we need to show people that Yom Tif is serious. Or you could say, well, four or five boxes is allowed on Shabbos. That means on Yom Tif I should be allowed to slap 40. We don't know. We don't know. Just because on Shabbos you can move four or five tells me nothing about Yom Tif. Hence, we don't have an answer. Period. That's the end of today's daf. How much can you move through the roof? Answer? So far? We don't know. We're not sure. This We, we continue to need clarification as to the amount. And we'll hold it here for today. Bez Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up from Daf Lamed Vav, Amr Aleph, the very top word. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.